Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Carmel, an eating disorder and addiction therapist and your coaching guide. On my show, What You're Craving, we get to the real root of your problems when it comes to food, weight, dieting, and beyond. Through honest conversations with a crew of my favorite experts and friends, we'll expand our minds, we'll learn, we'll laugh, we'll even heal. Get ready to break open and break through. I've got your back big time, and together we'll figure out what you're really craving. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. Today, my guest is Stephanie Fernandez. (laughs) Hello. Hi. So Steph is more than one of my best friends. She's like a sister to me. She's my family. She knows everything. She's in a group chat with me and my sister. And we bitch all day. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And Steph used to live in front of me, my front door neighbor. And she's a year older than me. And we went to school together. So we've known each other since I was in fifth grade and you were in sixth grade. Sixth grade, yeah, correct. So you know everything. But I brought you on here because you are Latina and the culture is very similar to Indian. Very. You know, as a girl, you're the pride of the family and the whole, you know, conservative, strict family. You know the deal. 
Oh, for sure. You're not allowed to do anything. Yeah, you're not allowed to do anything. And the difference is you and my sister were rebels. You guys rebelled. And me, you know, typical Virgo, scared. (laughs) I obeyed. And so you and my sister, I think, have a lot more in common because you never listened. And I'm still like scared of my mom, believe it or not. (laughs) And so I want to talk about your dating experience and then how you met your incredible husband, because Kevin is one of my favorite people. But let's start at the beginning. How did you become a rebel? And let's dive into your dating experience, because a lot of girls, women and men out there, we don't know what we're doing, me included. No, and for sure. you have experience. I mean, again, I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> many times, but I remember I started, I think I was 13 when I started dating. But like you mentioned, you know, coming from a conservative home, it literally meant either talking on the phone only or receiving them in my living room, you know, <laughs> with my parents around. Like I was not allowed to go to the movie theater or like anything at all. Um, And I think that's when it started because I would see my friends like, oh, we're moving, you know, we're meeting at the movie theaters. And I'm like, I have to meet my boyfriend in my living room, you know? Yes. And it just like that's when it all started. But I was a chicken shit at the same time. I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? You know? Yes. So it was years of dating. Um, My family knew of a few, like especially at the younger age. Like I started getting to serious relationships at like 15, 14, 15, like they would last like a year long, which is like crazy. And of course it wouldn't work out, but you know, my mind coming from a home where it's like, you're going to get married and have kids young. You know, my mom was married at 18, had my sister at 19. So in my head, I'm like, I'm going to go the same path. You know, I'm going to meet my soulmate at like 16 and like fall in love So, of course, whenever those didn't work out, I was like devastated. And then fast forward to college. And that's where it was just like serial dating. Like it was seven years of nonstop dating, like asshole after asshole. And it's (laughs) funny because, you know, I would make up excuses all the time for them, you know, like because I was so focused on like, I need to meet the one that whenever one was kind of going good any little mishap, I'm like, you know, but, you know, trying to make excuses like, oh, but it could work out this way. And then deep down inside, I'm like, I knew I was like forcing stuff. And I'm like, what am I doing? (laughs) You know, like, it's miserable. Like, you know, I even dated a guy once he said that it's okay, you know, for men to cheat because, you know, and he and like the minute he said it about his own mom, like, oh, you know, his dad cheats on his mom, but you know, it's a man thing. Like, I'm like, how can a man accept that of his you know about his mom you know and I'm here making excuses I'm like I can't you know sometimes I would look at myself I'm like okay then I would make excuses of like you know maybe this guy's in a different part of his life you know and he just wants to have a good time but then here I am wanting like a more serious relationship I think that's the problem though right like we're raised in these cultures where you're told that the man is going to take care of you and, Mm -hmm. you know, take care of your husband. And then you start thinking these things are okay and it's not okay. It's not. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember, like, you know, in our early twenties, 
that book, Why Men Love Bitches. Yes. Like, then that became my Bible. I was like, I'm going to become a bitch, you know, and like nothing is, is acceptable. And it was always like some sort of rules, no matter what book it was, no matter who you talked to, it was like these set of rules that you had to follow consistently. You know, and it got exhausting for me. <laughs> it was like every failed dating attempt was just, you know, and I started thinking, I'm like, okay, what am I going to accept? from someone else you know what what's going to be acceptable to me this is what I want how much am I going to settle you know because at the end of the day you also have to look okay am I being too picky am I being too demanding but I deserve what I want as well so I think I remember the I think it was New Year's right before 2010 I was like in New York partying and I just set the intention I'm like you know what this year you know I'm gonna meet that person and I kind of let it go because I continued yes. on my ways you how know old were partying you then? Ways. how old were you then I was 26 about to turn 27 a baby exactly but in my head I was already like old you know like absolutely I mean at that age my parents were like yelling at me like why aren't you getting married like we had that pressure right Oh, At that age, sure. remember we would talk. We're like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, we were children. Exactly. <laughs> Especially because my sisters both got married so young, had kids so young. And here I am. Like, by the time like I was 26, both my sisters had been married. One of them had already been divorced and had already had like another marriage and kids. And it was like, and I'm still single, you know, and everyone around me was like, you know, when are you going to have kids? I'm like, I'm single. What do you mean? When am I going to have kids? You know, but it's just funny because I look back and I'm like, man, like you go through so much. I almost felt like Charlotte in Sex and City. I don't know if you remember that clip where she's like, I've been dating since I was 15. Where is he? And I, I would literally start crying because I'm like, oh, my God, it's so exhausting. Yes. Again, I look back and I was a baby. But yeah. with our family traditions, I was old. I was <laughs> like. And the cultures. The cultures, you the know, cultures. you're old, you're I'm, 26, 27, you're an old hag. Exactly. And like, it's crazy because I remember at 23 years old, going back to Dominican Republic and going to the doctor and she's like, you're 23. Like, you need to start thinking about your fertility. And it's insane. I'm like, how can a doctor, you know, yeah. of course, in our culture, tell a 23 year old, like, you have to start thinking about your fertility and like, start, you know, if you're single, like, and I remember like around that age already, 26, 27, I'm like, okay, I guess when I hit 30, if I haven't found the one, I'm just gonna, you know, have a baby on my own. Right. Insane. <laughs> and it's it's insane. Um so 2010, I actually met Kevin. Well, re-met Kevin. Yeah, give them um, the backstory because I love this story. So Kevin and I met in 1992. In school, we went to the same elementary, so same school as Anisha, but, you know, beforehand. We were in the same class, uh, grade, not class, so I never really remembered him. And then in fourth grade, which was 1993, um, we actually ended up being in the same class. Again, even though our school was so small, like, we're talking about 30 people in the class, and I still, like, I remember the end of the year party for school being in his house and, you know, having a pool party. And I look back and I'm like, oh my God, this is the pool that now my kids go to, you know? 
Yeah. <laughs> but again, nothing. Then I remember him in, you know, middle school, we shared some classes and then he left. And again, we weren't really friends. So. So what grade was that? When did you first, when was 1992? What grade were you in? We were in third grade. Which is insane. Yes. Insane. insane. <laughs> so again, he left in middle school and I never heard from him again. And it's not like we we were friends where we're like, oh, we kept in touch. Like I had friends that left to other schools and we kept in touch. And let's keep it Um, real. Okay. We were all hanging out with girls. Exactly. Like who had friends that were boys at that time? And we know what we call those girls horrible, but we're like, oh, she only has guy friends. Exactly. But fast forward to after college, I had just been laid off from a job. It was horrible. It was crazy because it was scary, but I was also in a time in my life where I'm like free spirited, where I'm like, oh, this was meant to be. And we you still remember, are, honey, we still are, honey. We're crazy. <laughs> yes, I we was jobless crazy. too. I had graduated. Yes, we're living the best life. I here. had graduated with the MBA. No one was hiring because of the financial crash. Meanwhile, me and you were like, Let's go to New York. Let's go to L.A. Let's have a pool party. I don't know what we were exactly. thinking. We were like hanging out every day. Ordering pizza. Out, wasting our 401k money. <laughs> and, <laughs> and just living life, you know. And then I remember I started writing for a blog, like a local blog in Miami. And I'm like, and it was uh, his best friend got me the gig because we I had him on Facebook. And I reached out. I don't remember if it was him or me. The point is we connected and he's like, oh, I'm writing for this blog. Like, what I, you know, I'll introduce you to the girl who owns it. Let's see what happens. So whatever. I, I, you know, I apply, I get the gig. And as I'm scrolling through the website, because we had to submit a picture of ourselves with like a description, I see Kevin. And I'm like, oh, my God, I remember him, you know. And then I'm like, maybe I should say hi, because it's like weird that we're going to be working for the same blog and like not communicate. So I'm like, whatever. I sent him a message on Facebook. This was like a Friday. I'm like, hey, how are you? I don't even remember exactly how the conversation went. And we started talking and then he's like, hey, want to meet me for drinks on Sunday? And I'm like, "Okay, sure. And I I kind of got nervous. I'm like, oh, my God. And in my head, I'm like, is this another dating story that I'm going to tell. Right. Because you had many. What the people don't know is when I say Steph has experience, I ask her because she knows what to look for. She knows what the red flags are because she's experienced all the red flags. Yes. (laughs) But I will say in this story so far, you were open. You didn't think, oh, oh, my God, weird. I knew him in second grade. How creepy. You were like, yes, I was on a date with you. Yes. Yeah. And this is one thing, like as much as I I around that period of my life, I was like, oh, I need to like meet the one. I was also open. I'm like, you know what? Like, who cares? Like, it could be friends, like hanging out, have a drink. Yes. Awesome. Like, I was just like open to that. Um, So that Sunday I met up with him at Chili's in Doral here and his best friend was there. So it wasn't like a date. We were hanging out in the bar. And everything went great. Like, it was very easygoing. It felt very natural. Um, and it's funny because we were we ended up being there for seven and a half hours just wow. talking. And I remember I'm like, I'm hungry. Um, so I'm just going to buy myself something. And he's like, no, no, don't worry. I got you. And I'm like, good. Good. <laughs> because he doesn't know how we are. We're like, exactly. you, got, you got this or you don't got me. Exactly. <laughs> 
But in that conversation, and I feel like here's the key thing. I was very honest enough to be like, hey, listen, you know, this is where I am in my life. And this is where I want to be. Really? Right on day one? Right on day one. Not that I was like, oh, I want to marry you. In no means. I was just like, don't waste my time. And what was this is where I want to be? What was that? So I was basically, look, I'm tired of playing games. I had already turned 27. I'm like, I'm getting too old for this. I'm so tired of the whole, you know, cat mouse you know, chase game and dating life. Um, Eventually, I want to, you know, get married, have kids, you know. You laid it all on the the Chili's table. Exactly. (laughs) I was like, this is what I want. Like, if this, if you're not in alignment, like, don't waste my time. Love that word. Alignment. Yes. You guys need to be aligned mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Mm-hmm. And he said the same thing. He's like, I'm in the same boat. He's like, I'm tired of the whole dating thing. And granted, it wasn't like, oh, let's get together and have kids. It was just like, okay, we know where we want to be. Let's give this a try. And if it goes somewhere, great. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. So that's how it started. <laughs> and we started dating. Everything was going great. I remember then at the time, all my friends were like, oh, you need to make sure you don't sleep with him immediately. Like all the rules again. And the rebel that I am, I'm like, screw the rules. Like I'm not following any rules. If I feel like sleeping with him immediately, I'm going to do it. Yes. If I don't, I don't. Like I'm just, you know, not listening to anyone. That's what I love about Um, you. From day one, I'm like, Steph, you've got balls of steel, honey. (laughs) (laughs) seriously and also another thing was of course like I'm not a hundred percent confident person I have my insecurities my demons so when I saw that everything was going really well like I think there's a term in psychology for this where like it I forgot the term but it's basically when everything's going too well you start doubting and your anxieties start coming up so I'm like this is weird like he's very nice he's nice to me (laughs) exactly like I wasn't used to that and I'm like this guy is really nice he's really attentive he's been treating me really well like unlike what I've been dealing with the past seven years like something's gonna happen you know like something's gonna happen and I'm gonna tell you that was 11 years ago and to this day he's like are you still waiting for something to happen (laughs) because (laughs) you're still waiting Nothing ended up happening and we just, you know, we had great time dating and of course we were irresponsible. So here's where I want you to get into detail. Yes. Because it's the pullout method, right? That's the pullout method. That's what it's called. And it gets you pregnant. Yes. But (laughs) apparently he didn't pull out and here we are. (laughs) Two kids later. Yes. So start from the beginning. Start from the beginning. Okay. So... It's funny because my period was late and I was like in denial because of course we're like newly dating. We have all these plans. We're like, oh, you know, we're going to go on a cruise in a couple of months, planning trips like, oh, we're going to save money, move in together. We're three months dating and all this is happening and I'm late and I was living with my parents at the time. And it's so funny because my mom never got in my business and she's like, have you gotten your period? And I'm like, no, but like, why is my mom asking me that? Yeah. Like, she never asked me that, you know, even the other months that I had been already dating him. 
And I was in denial, like seven days passed that I'm late. And I was like, oh my God. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not a regular person. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to get it. You're a rebel and shit like this doesn't happen to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So finally, like on the 10th day, um, he's like, you know, maybe we should take a test. And I'm like, oh God, here we go. Um, So I actually ended up sleeping over his house. And oh, and by coincidence of life, he had just planned, he had just moved in that night that we decided to take the test the night before we take, we took the test to his parents' house. Cause he's like, I'm going to move back with my parents, save some money so then we can move out together. Yes. So I'm sleeping over his house and then he moves back in. And then the next morning we take the test. I'm freaking the fuck out. Like I'm dying. I all of a sudden felt like a 15 year old pregnant because in again coming from a home that's conservative even though I'm 27 years old I'm like how am I gonna tell my parents right you know and to, <laughs> he, them, on the to end, them you're always 15 exactly and then he on the other hand was all calm and he's like we got this like oh we God. can do this and I'm like no we can't <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm freaking out crying I'm like how am I gonna tell my parents so I called my sister. I think it was my one of my oldest sister. I called her first and she's cracking up. She's laughing at me. And I'm like, I can't, you know, I can't believe you're laughing okay. at me. And then I called my other sister. She's like oh, all excited. I called a couple of friends. And then that day we told my parents and my mom was like, she looks at me and she's like, finally. I'm like, what do you mean? Finally, because you're an old hag. Exactly. You're 27, you're an old hag. Exactly. So that night, I remember, and here's where the whole marriage thing comes up. And I'm just like, he talked to my dad. He's like, I want to marry her. And I'm like, we're not getting married. Like, I get it that that that's the path we're heading to, but I'm not going to rush things and force things because I'm pregnant. And as much as I always wanted to get married and have kids, like, here and seven years of dating and not having a serious relationship now i'm like oh god now i'm gonna be tied down and we're commitment phobes right so i mean i'm still single but people like me and you it's the mental thought of that's it Mm -hmm. that's it like i can't leave my house at three in the morning to go visit a friend or go out anymore like it was just like it was weird i had to really really work with it and get used to it so my mom looks at us and he's like oh so is he gonna move in I'm like what do you mean is he gonna move in like why does he have to move in because I'm pregnant like he can move in after the baby's born mind you we had already said I love you like I was just like why are all these things happening but long story short he does move in and it got a lot of used to taking like okay I have this person that I do love and we're together but now I have to share my space with them. And, and it's not that like, I owe him like my life of like where I'm going, where no, I'm going to be. You're an independent was... girl, honey. I know your SAT score. You're a smart cookie. <laughs> so at the same time, I'm like, but out of respect that I had to learn that, you know, and, and there's a reason my parents are still together 50 years later, you know, like, it's not about like, we're not independent anymore, but it's like, I'm sharing, I'm starting to share my life with this person out of respect. Like 
I need to meet him halfway. You know, I, yes. I'm not that independent person. And now that you're I want carrying a child that's half his too. Right? Exactly. It's not exactly. the same. But how, you know, we talk about gratitude all the time. How lucky are you that you got someone that stepped up to the plate? Oh, day one. I, I look back and I still wonder. I'm like, oh my God, like, how did this happen to me? Because again, I was jobless, if you remember. I was in heavy debt uh, between college. We won't and... talk about that part because it's gone. It's <laughs> someone, gone. But... Someone paid it off. Cough, cough. He did. He, he did. Kevin paid it off. Like, what more do you want, Sam? <laughs> and Kevin paid crazy. off your debt, which I'm telling the people, it wasn't student debt, honey. This girl was it traveling, wasn't. shopping, going to Italy. That's the debt. <laughs> Literally. And like, it's funny because even when, when he told me, the day he told me we're joining our bank accounts, I'm like, wait, what? Like, why are we joining bank accounts? Like, we're not married yet. And he's like, like, this is our life. Like, your life is my life. Like, we're sharing a life. Your Amazing. debt is my debt. And I'm going to help you pay for it, even though I wasn't working. So... You know the story. I give birth. You know, my daughter was premature. So it took a while for me to get back on my feet and actually start working, which I did eventually. And it's been amazing. I'm not, he's the best father I could ever ask for. An amazing husband. Now we have, you know, Liam now. We waited a long time for that one because, you know, all the trauma. You planned it. This actually, we were starting to plan and then he happened by surprise too. Again, pull-out method. Pull-out, right? Everyone, try the pull-out method and have a child, basically. (laughs) But I wanted you to share your story because you had seven years of horrible dating experiences, and then you found Kevin. Mm -hmm. What was it about Kevin that let you know, you know what, this is it. He's the one. Minus the babies and the family before. Even, I feel like, we all kind of knew because you were so happy and you were inseparable. Oh, for sure. You know, like what, what what were you looking for? How did you know? Honestly, like there were things that I was just not going to budge on. We share a lot of the same values. That's really important to me. Like I'm not a believer of opposites attract. Like no, no, no. Like we need to like meet halfway because I can't have someone completely like, you need to laugh at my jokes and my jokes are like serious, you know, like they're a little dark and a little dry. And if you don't share my sense of humor, like that's a no. Yeah. It's too um, bad that in- people can't see our actual jokes. We'd be canceled. Oh, for sure. And in this day, like canceled. We'd a all long be time canceled. Ago. We, we save but those jokes for the group chat. This is going to sound crazy, but even political beliefs, like, if you're not on the same side as me, like we're going to be cats and dogs every four years. Yes. <laughs> I cannot look at, you know, people that I know that are couples. I'm like, I could not because at the end of the day, a lot of my political beliefs are also because of morals and like just things that I, I'm like, okay, like humanity, like I truly believe in. He shares those beliefs as me. Like, and it's funny because we laugh about it and we're like, oh my God, if we were like opposites in that sense, forget it. You know, we love doing the same things for the most part. Yeah, there are things that I'm like, okay, I like, you know, we're a little bit independent, but that was for me, like one thing I couldn't budge on. 
And just the way he is, like, he's very attentive. And, like, I know he's spoken about this. And when you love, it's like a choice. And he makes that choice. And he talks about it. He's like, I'm, I'm here because I choose to be here. Because I want to be here. And how Not he treats your friends. Oh, yeah. And that was another thing. Like, when we started going out, I'm like, okay, let's go out with my friends and see how that, you know. Because your happens. friends and are like you, honey. We're annoying. Exactly. <laughs> we are. And I wanted to see. I'm like, okay, like, how did he, you know, get along with my friends? That was another big thing for me. I was like, I'm not about to have a new set of friends because of him and, no. like, leave my friends behind. Um, I was too close to my friends to be, like, five guys and, ditch, you know, and ditch them. So when I saw how great he got along with, you know, not just my friends, but my family, to this day, like, Every day he's with my parents and I'm home, you know, we we come from dramatic families to big, loud, Mm -hmm. dramatic families. So I feel like he passed all those tests. And so I love your story and I want you to give the listeners a message of hope because you found someone after seven years of bad dating. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, there is hope and definitely look for those red flags and don't settle there is going to be someone that you're going to be like oh my god and again it is a choice you make it's not like you're going to be sitting around and prince charming is going to come knocking at your door and he's going to be exactly how you put him down on paper there are things that you're going to be like oh my god like i can be with this person you know like oh my god i can love this person you know there are times you're going to have those butterflies in your stomach but they fade and it's a choice. And I feel like a lot of people throw in the towel the minute that happens. Because then they're like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I don't have those butterflies anymore. Or I don't have that spark. Like, and they throw the towel. And it's like, I feel like that happens way, way too often. People just don't want to deal with it. And then they go to the next person. And then, you know, it's like and an someone's ongoing someone's always thing. going to miss some of what you're looking for. Oh, of course. It's always, no one's going to be 100% perfect. You aren't. Like, yeah. we're not perfect. No, we know so we're how not, are we, though. <laughs> how are we going to expect the, the person we want to be with to be that perfect person? Like, it's impossible. So it's always, like, where are you willing to meet halfway? And if you're not, like, and see how much you value certain things. Like, if you really, really want kids, are you willing to give that up for a person if they don't? Yeah. No. And then, like, don't keep going because, the, you know, the deeper you get, the harder it is to get out of, you know, that relationship, especially when that other person won't budge. I saw it the other day in, like, some celebrity couple in, like, the Latin world. They were, like, together seven years and he still refuses to have kids. And it's like, okay, but you knew that in the beginning. So why did you continue? Like, were you planning to change them? Like, that's the other thing. Like, People don't change, honey. Mm-mm. And don't they take could, on a project. Women like to take on projects. They love People that. don't change. If they do change, it's because they want to, not because you want them to change. Yes. You know? And don't train someone for someone else, honey. Oh, exactly. Even worse. So true. Definitely don't give hope. Like, don't give up on hope and just don't settle either because that, for me, I see it happen, like, time and time again with people and it almost happened to me so many times and I would have been so miserable. We'd be so divorced. Miserable. Oh, for sure. Divorce and then like back to the same thing again. Yeah. 
but thank you so much for your time. I know you're you're welcome. a busy career woman and a mom of two. We need to do a whole mom podcast on another day. A lot of people don't realize a lot of my friends are moms, obviously, because I'm in my yes. mid-30s. But can't wait to talk about the mom stuff. Oh, my God. That's a whole nother topic that I have a real. lot of triggers on. And I will keep it real because I am not your Pinterest slash Instagram mom. No. That makes everything look perfect. No Pinterest moms here. No, please. No. With bento boxes for lunches no. and breakfast. No. no. <laughs> I love you so much. I and love you, too. Thank you. And you're my therapist, too. Uh, I'm going to get back to, like, texting you in the group chat now. Of course. Bye, guys. Thank you, Bye. Steph. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chat.